Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 52. I am your host, Wax, here with you for one whole year with my co-host, Ads, and producer Keith, as always. Ads, how you doing? I'm doing great. Unfortunately, this is my 51st episode due what? to the... Uh, yeah, yeah, remember I missed an episode, but nobody realized because we just got another Australian. Oh, right. I remember this. <laughs> that was like episode Damn. 12 or 13, something like that. I apologize for that. I still apologize for that one. Um, I was feeling very sick that day, took many medications and then went to sleep and woke up 12, 20, almost 20 hours later in a cold sweat. Um, but we lived. We survived that. Could have been COVID, to be honest, now that I think about it, but whatever. Hmm. Um, yes, it's been a whole year for you and just under a year for me. But we can, we, still, we can still count it. it. It's still been a calendar year. It's been not a calendar year. What is it? Uh, what, what, what do we call it? What's the opposite of a calendar year? A calendar year is like January first to December yeah, yeah. first. What's 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 like the opposite of a calendar? Year? Whatever, it's been that. It's, it's been, been that an annual. Year. I don't know. Fucking season, seasonal yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. Anyway, anyway, let let let's get to the big news, which actually happened two weeks ago, but somehow we managed to not talk about it because of various reasons. You said so much content, you know, so much content. Indeed, Indeed. so much to talk about. Yeah, so basically, if you haven't watched the original Wax Half Full first episode, don't do it because we were really bad at the start. We're still bad, but just it was, it was way worse at the start. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I, I was thinking about going back and listening it. I was going to cringe. So I, I, did, some... I thought about it as well. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it's not cringe. It was, it's just because I was lazy. But I was thinking about going back to it and re-asking you some questions and seeing what I changed. But I was like, ah, fuck it. This, this pod works because we... Cause we Yes, because we, we wing it. Yeah. Or maybe exactly. that's why it doesn't work. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, so in that first episode, Wax took his uh, esports interviewing skills into the real world. And by the real world, I mean still the digital world. <laughs> and decided to interview me on a variety of topics. One such of them, the main one perhaps being um, Japan and my love for Japan and the reason for my love for Japan. So at that time, it was roughly around that time that I was. Damn, it's actually been exactly a year since I applied for the JET program. So the JET program, for people who don't know, is a, you know, technically it's an exchange program, but not like in the traditional way. You basically teach on a yearly contract in a school as an assistant language teacher. You teach English and they assign you to a school or to a, a regional board of education. And then you might go to multiple schools. And yeah, I got accepted as a late a later upgrade about two weeks ago. So I'm headed to Japan in around Japan or December. Sorry, did I say Japan or December? Yes. <laughs> I meant January, December or January. I don't fucking know what I'm saying at this point. Uh, man, I, I, I wish we had like a, a fanfare sound to, to play here because damn, it happened because it, it sounded like for a while you thought that you were out. What, what, so... Can you explain that? Because it seemed that you got waitlisted, and then you were like, "There's no way I get ahead of this waitlist." And then, and then, what happened? Did did you actually go around and get rid of everyone who's ahead of you? Yeah, Wax. Um, just like how we were getting rid of the Japan royal family, Wax then got rid of everybody ahead of me, so that he had somewhere to stay in Japan. Now, um, so basically, what happened was with COVID, it was like everything got kept, kept getting pushed back, and then eventually, I, I was notified that I was a alter, alternate, meaning. I would jump in if somebody pulled out, you know, like a waitlist kind of thing. If you've ever had a waitlist, that's basically what it is. Um, and then, you know, it, it was 
it went to August, September, October. It's nearing the end of October. I knew that the um, main group of Australians had already left, and like around October twentieth or October seventeenth. Um, and I was like, all right, it's done. You know, I put four thousand dollars on a gym set, which in retrospect is now seems like a dumb idea. Um, I was about to buy a car actually, like the week later. So like I'd, I'd given up on it. I was ready to like move on with my life. I was looking for apartments to move out of my family house, and then bang, I got the email, and I was upgraded to the to the program. And now I'm just waiting on to find out where I'm going to be situated, which should happen sometime this month, and then I'll find out my date shortly after that. Okay, so. Anyone who knows me in real life knows that I am just the absolute worst at conveying sincere emotion. So, I'm, so I, I, I'm gonna try to, uh, I'm gonna try to congratulate you. It's like ads. I'm, I'm really, really happy for you. Yeah, I'm glad, glad that this thing that you wanted so badly finally came true, and uh, it couldn't have happened to a better wait, work. Fuck, how does it work? <laughs> you could have just said, "I'm proud of you, son," and that could just ended it on that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 no, no, no. Like part, part of the reason uh, I'm bad at these things is like I, I refuse to say certain things out of principle. I, I never ever tell anyone that I'm proud of them. Damn, that's that's your principle. No, is it no, your dad but, never, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's let's. No, no, One eighty. I have a good reason because I I hate it when people when people say they're proud of me because like why are you proud of me? Like I I, I did all the fucking work. So like, it's uh. Wow, I so even in the yeah. end, it's still toxic masculinity. Yeah, no, no. It's it's like I just it logically it doesn't did make sense. Did your dad ever like, say why? he's proud of you? Yeah, yeah, no, oh, but, no like, it's, it's, yeah. It's nothing like that. It's just mo- it's more of a thing where like I don't understand the logic behind it. It's it's like so you hate the you phrase have, because of I hate its the terminology. It doesn't make not any sense. Of, not it because of any like deep rooted hatred or pain of fatherly pain and all that. No, no, no. It's just logically like I don't know why I would be proud of someone else's accomplishment that I did not contribute to. Like you getting you getting into uh, the the jet program is just all it's all you. And like I'm happy for you. Like that's that's what people should say. I'm very very happy for you. Uh, I'm saying, yeah. This is more of like the English ter- uh, saying. I'm proud of you. It's just being weird. Like, like I swear, like it, it must not exist in any other language. I'm just gonna. I I don't know that many other languages, but. Of the ones I know, I do not think the expression "I am proud of you" exists in other languages. It's more like "I'm happy for you." Anyway, anyway, that's a that's a tangent. Yeah, tangent to explain wax. Are there any other English sayings that you dislike saying or don't want to say? Just, just. Uh, there's a lot of. I'm sure there's a bunch of them, but that's the one that comes to mind right now. Okay. Okay. Well, so any anyway, regardless. as you said, regardless, you. yeah, as you said, you have no idea where you're going yet. It's gonna just it's gonna pop up. And the way yeah. this, the term of this program is you sign up and they just tell you, all right, you're going here. That's yeah, it. there's no like, um, there is an input, quote unquote, but it's not like a, a choice. So you get three um, preferences, but there's no guarantee that you will ever get those preferences. As far as I can tell, the only time you get those preferences is if you have some sort of medical condition, which requires you to be in, in a city, you know, for medical reasons. Um, like to be close to a hospital, for example, or another one is if you're if you're choosing a sister. They they really like sister cities for some reason. I don't actually know what sister city means. Like I don't understand the purpose of it. 
I think it's t- it's a thing that actually happens. Uh, it's it's official. Like c- two cities will sign some kind of completely. Well, it's not completely meaningless because maybe because it does mean something in this uh, scenario. And they'll say, "Hey, we're now sister cities. We have this sort of weird nebulous partnership that almost always means nothing, but in very very specific specific scenarios, it means something." So yeah. So yeah. When I was in Osaka, they had um, they had like a section. I don't even know where it was. Temp- it was just outside a museum that I was going to, and they had a plaque that had the um skyline of San Francisco. Anyway, it wrote something around, along the lines of Osaka and San Francisco have been. Um, sister cities for however many years and they had like a little very very small section that kind of resembled san francisco's i guess their public seats or whatever it is like that, that kind of thing like maybe it was like a 30 meter not even a 30 meter strip that kind of resembled yeah. the san francisco street yeah I, I i briefly tried to go through the wikipedia article for sister city to see if there was actually anything more binding than what i knew but no it seems to be a, a, exactly as how i understood it it's just something you do as like a show of goodwill, but it has like nothing, there's nothing concrete about it. You just say, we're now we're sister cities and there we go. Yeah, so I'm going to make, um, I'm going to make uh, Niigata Prefecture and Sydney sister cities, even though Niigata Prefecture is a prefecture, but that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, so where and... do you sign up for? What, what, what are your three preferences? Oh, my three preferences, I actually only did two because I really had no other preference for the, actually, no, no, I did three, I did three. Um, so the first one was Hokkaido, Mm-hmm. I really want to go there, to live there, mm-hmm. be in the snow for half the year. That'd be great. If mm-hmm. I was in like a little uh, mountain village. That, but you know what? Once I said that and I did that, I then researched Hokkaido and I researched living in the snow. And it's not as fairy tale. Um, yeah, know, Christmas in New York, Home Alone too. This is this is like a uh, like a deprived Australian youth thing, right? Because you've 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 barely ever seen snow. And, I've never uh, seen yeah, snow. So it's an Aussie thing. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's cold weather. Is, is it's not great. It's not great, man. Regardless, regardless, I'm I'm still interested in that. Um, the other thing about Hokkaido is, and my probably my bigger preference is, it doesn't get as nearly as hot as the rest of Japan. Um, if anyone's mm. ever been to Japan or really any, um, you know, Asian country around that uh that part of the longitude latitude, I forget what it is. Latitude, I think it's latitude. Um, you know yeah, that it gets very, very hot, very, very humid, humid summers. Yeah, very yeah. humid, like thirty-five degree, ninety plus humidity. It's not a, it's not a Tokyo is not enjoyable in the summer. Let's just put it that way. And there's a lot of typhoons as well that you have to deal with. Um, which you know, I you, gotta say, I gotta say, Sydney in the summer also not the greatest, not the yeah, greatest. So but the difference is, it's a different kind of heat. So I thought the same thing, and I was like, and eh, how bad can Japan be? But the humidity. Makes it worse than Sydney's one is just searing heat and burn. Like the thing about Japan is the sun doesn't burn you there nearly as much purely because of the ozone layer. Is actually you know exists. Oh, that's true. That's um, true. <laughs> in Sydney, I can drive somewhere, have my window down, have my arm like not out of the window like fucking 2010s pop music video like waving my arm around, just having my arm on 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 the outside, and it will be burnt by the time I get to wherever I'm going like 20 minute drive it will be summer even if this was like a couple of weeks ago it's not even summer yet it's just spring it's about like 23 24 degrees celsius obviously and i'm burning like i'm physically fucking burning and i i, I spent two weeks in japan in the summer no i never wore sunscreen probably should have still um and i didn't get any sunburn 
right. So, so one Hokkaido because two, of your your chat your, your childish winter yeah, fantasy. I, I want. I, I, I really wanted to go before the, before Christmas because I just wanted to experience Christmas in the snow. But that can happen next <laughs> year. It's okay. Okay. I just okay. wanted to do the Star two. Rangers. All right. Two. Yeah. Number two was Sendai. Um, I don't know where Sendai is. You, you gotta tell me. It's like north of Tokyo. It's in between Hokkaido and uh, Sapporo, Hokkaido, and Tokyo. Um, so Sendai, it's a pretty big city. It's one of, I think, like either the third or f- maybe the fourth largest city in terms of population. Um, um, it's a pr- like it's a big city, but it's relatively well situated to like go to different places. So it's, it's got a good like connection to the rest of Japan. Um, and I like so, this soccer team, <laughs> the Delta Sunday. Oh, I, I thought you said that you wanted to be uh, in bumfuck nowhere. It wasn't wasn't your preference to be in these like rural towns with like you'll just be teaching a class of like five kids? I thought that was your preference. I thought you didn't want to be in a city. Yeah, yeah, but that was just like my other, my other preference. Um, and the other thing is like, just because you choose Sendai, I think the prefecture extends beyond the city, right? So you could still get. Bumfuck nowhere, even by choosing Sunday. Sunday. You should have just wrote "bumfuck nowhere" in Japanese, and they would have been uh, impressed by your knowledge of that slang. What 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 the hell is "bumfuck nowhere" in Japanese anyway? I, I, I learned, I learned my, my... The, the word for country bumpkin a few days ago, but I've forgotten it. Exactly. I mean, I, I thought that's what you wanted to be. You don't. You didn't want. I want to be, be a country bumpkin. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be a city slicker. Yeah. Regardless. Um... I think the the thing about being in a city, the benefit is obviously the fact that if I do want to travel, and I do want to do some travel, um, is that it's a lot easier to organize travel when you're in a major city, right? That's the nice. benefit. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the perks of that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have a preference. That's why I said like, I'd, I'd okay. prefer somewhere that's not like an island with that's super isolated because then it just becomes more difficult to do everything. But other than that, like no real preference. I mean, Hokkaido is like, a, I don't know if it's isolated, but... Yeah, yeah. But even in Hokkaido, you have a lot of places to go, right? But if you... Like, I know people who have lived on a fishing island for for a year or two where you get all your groceries ordered on from the mainland. It comes through a ferry. There's no... There's nothing there. There's just 30 people on the island. Um, and if it, there's a typhoon, there's bad weather, you don't get you don't get groceries for a week. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Hmm. That's a bit extreme. I thought- that, I got, I got That's a bit extreme. It's extreme, but I thought that was sort of along the lines of what you'd be willing to endure because you wanted to live this kind of, I don't know, this very different life from what you have right now. So maybe you could endure it for like a year at least. Yeah, I probably could do it for a year. But I just thought like in terms of travel options, because I do want to like travel as much as possible, um, it would make it more difficult. It would still be possible, but more difficult. So is there like an onboarding program for you? Like, like, how do you know, how do they set you up at a place you're going to stay? How does it even work? So uh, the way it works is essentially, well, first off, at this moment, current point in time, it's a 10-day quarantine. So regardless, you do a 10-day quarantine if you're vaccinated, obviously. Um, I think that's moving to three days in December. So who knows if I live in January, whether it'll still be three days or be no days. The less, the better. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what that sounds like? Do you know what that sounds like? That sounds like ten days to get plat in Korea. True. When Wax uh, shares illegally his account with me. Do you have a Korean I... account? No, I, I don't. But uh... oh yeah, I forgot that. You, you, you know what? You know that you, you said telling that reminded me that yes, you cannot make a uh, account freely on Korea. It's just bullshit. You need you yeah. need some kind of like rant 
It's racist. You can buy one. Come on. Come on. Like, you could definitely buy one. Buy one. For sure. Yeah, just, just, just buy one. Yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy one. And then I'll get Wait, one. Wait, you should be able to do it, shouldn't you? Me? Yeah. No, Can't I'm you, not, like, I'm not a, no, I'm not take your parents' that. information or something? Uh, like I did in my youth? Yeah, I, I did that for me, but I wouldn't have for ads. I'm, I'm not going to use their social media. <laughs> <laughs> you have two parents. Just make the account and then sell it to them. <laughs> Man. How, how does it work? Do you know how it works? Like, do you literally, like, is your username your social security number? No, no, but you need, you need to sign up. All, every account is tied so you, to a social security number. So what you do is you make your account on the League of Legends website, and then you yes. just sign in normally. Because the Korean client is also different. It used to be different. I know that. Yes, yes, yes. And that's why they wonder why are there so many 70-year-olds playing League of Legends indeed. Yeah, it, it was a separate um, It was a separate client when I used to play, when I used to go to um, like net cafes in Litcom, which has a lot of Korean people. Yeah. It used to be a separate and, client. And it, so it's not the same client. And, 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 anyway, Keith, let's, let's not discuss uh, identity thefts uh, on, on, on the pod. Why not? I mean, it's only kind of identity theft. Dude, if everyone's yeah. doing it, if everyone's doing it, is it identity theft? It kind of is identity theft because your the real name tied to the number is tied to the account. So this account would technically belong to, to this individual. Just sign a contract with your mother and then ads <laughs> and then, you know, the chain of custody is there. I thought, you, I, thought I said we're not, we're not going to talk about identity theft. Whatever. Well, we're, it's not identity theft if everybody's in on it. There's no, it's, it's, there's no theft it's a, involved. It's just it not, sounds like there's there's some kind of crime. It does sound like the government. Crime. I think the frauding the government yeah. would be the correct. Regardless, um, we've talked yeah. about many crimes, and all of these are alleged crimes, and we are not lawyers. Neither Keith is not a lawyer. I just want to point that out. Um, yes. So don't go to him and use this as reasoning. Chain of yeah, custody is. In this instance, we have not committed any crimes, and we will not commit any crimes. We are simply discussing how we could commit a crime uh, dude, no, if we is, chose. Hypothetically, for nah. science, for educational reasons. Dude, 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 this is like that scene in The Wire, where it's like, are you taking notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy? You know, you know that scene. No? Okay. I've never watched The Wire. Yeah, I haven't watched right. The Wire. Right. Right. There's, there's, there's a, there's a, hidden in the mist. There's a, <laughs> There's a famous scene where they're having like a drug meeting and a guy is taking notes and the guys, and that's what he says. Like, are you taking notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy? You know, Wax, the problem with references, right, is if they don't get the reference, explaining the reference does is really bad. Because no, regardless of how well you explain it, I, I, I got this it. I understood simple. it. But the joke is that we need to be in on the reference. Otherwise, it does, doesn't work. Whatever. The listeners of this podcast are, are more cultured than, than you guys. So. True, true, true. This isn't it, a criminal conspiracy. That we're simply discussing if we had a criminal conspiracy to take notes on. We don't. We it's not like we have a criminal conspiracy. Yeah. Re- mm. Regardless, I think um, Wax is dogging me right now to use some Australian slang. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what's up. Um, I, I'm in a Discord with all the Australians already left, so that's been a really jealousy-inducing chat to be in. We'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. We'll, um, we'll update right. you guys cool. on the first pod from Japan. All right, cool. Yeah, just just keep us updated. I've got to figure out how to take my mic and shit with me. 
once you know where you're going, that we're, we're gonna we're gonna figure shit out. We're, we're gonna yeah, start yeah. looking up like that That's area. We're, we're gonna start like we, we got local news. We gotta look at them at the plan for our local idol group, which is um selling shiitake mushrooms. There's so many things to do, you know. All right. So in in, in celebration of this, I suppose we're gonna do. Uh, I, I feel like this was this has been half the pod in general anyway. But we're we're just gonna we just went through Sora news for for topics to do it. And one more, yet another Japan centric pod. But I feel like well, I want to start off by at least updating you guys on on the Olympics because I the uh, the Olympic scandal episode was one of my favorites, just because of, of what a fucking shit show it was. So I'm gonna. Uh, keep you guys updated on some some, some more uh, Tokyo Olympic scandals, and this time it was not Japan's fault. This time it actually was not the Japanese committee's fault. So I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know how close you. I, I remember this issue. Yeah. Th- yes, there was a scandal during the uh, modern pentathlon where uh, this lady was riding a horse, and the horse wasn't complying with whatever she was saying. So her coach was like. From over the fence, she punched the horse in, in the butt, and honestly, it, it was like not like that hard a punch. I mean, it was like a, a bit, it was a hard punch for a human, but, but but you're hitting but you're hitting a fucking horse, right? So, but it, it's you know it's the image of it, right? Like, like it's like that you're not supposed to like you know hit an animal in anger. That that's based that's you know textbook animal abuse. So that was a big scandal at the time, and I didn't think anything would come of it. Too. I thought it would just be a scandal where you know that coach gets fired and whatever. But apparently that resonated a lot, and now, uh, so this this reporting is a little bit nebulous, and you know this is more like this is whispers behind the scenes, but it's enough whispers that everyone seems to be reporting it as fact now. But um, the IOC wants the horseback right the horse riding portion of the modern pentathlon out of the Olympics, and they want them to replace it with something else. They want to replace it with cycling or some other thing that's more, I don't know, that's less controversy inducing. Can you explain so, what the pentathlon is? All right, so the modern pentathlon is—it's uh, actually the concept is very cool. Um, basic, basically, it's the uh, so pentathlon is five events, and the five events they picked is technically at the time it's like co- it's the cr- the dumbest cosplay. It's just, this is like early nineteen hundreds cosplay. It's like what if I was a army officer caught behind enemy lines? And I wanted to escape. What skills would I need to escape this and return back to my uh, to friendly territory? So the events are fencing, swimming, horseback riding, uh, shooting, which is gun shooting, and uh, running. So as a concept, it's a, it's a pretty neat event. And it's just kind of weird that it has uh, horseback riding in it, in it right now. But you know, conceptually, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I guess so. so. So to be clear, they're not replacing the whole pentathlon. They're just replacing no, no. that part. Right. Or they're thinking of right. it. Has it been confirmed or no? Uh, so this, like I said, these are whispers coming out. But uh, from the reporting I've seen, it seems pretty far along. And so it seems like pretty sure that they're going to replace the horseback riding portion at least. And cycling has been brought up as a potential replacement. But who knows? Yeah. So I just want to say, I find... All horse-related sports, or really any animal-related sports, just morally, you know, incorrect, uh, you know, because for a variety of reasons, I just find, by the way, just to add some context to this, because I remember, I now remember what the context of this, essentially this horse was supposed to be ridden by somebody else, 
but then there was some sort of issue with the horse the day before in a different contest right and that horse had a problem they gave it to this woman they gave the horse to this woman who then you know they they failed um and yeah like i find it first off stupid that the, the horse is doing all the work but for some reason this person gets a fucking gold medal um that's first and then like obviously the whole like you know moral issues with you know forcing animals to compete for your fucking enjoyment what happens to these animals in training what happens to these animals after they compete what happens to the animals in competition if they get injured you know like everyone hears about those stories about you know horse racing uh like uh steeples is probably the most dangerous for a horse far more dangerous than just normal racing but even racing is just um, dangerous inherently because of the way you know a horse's biology works and the fact that if they break their leg there's pretty much no recovery for them and they must be put down and breaking a leg is pretty common in something like steeples uh yeah i just find that a stupid sport that should probably be banned in not just horse racing horse racing is just the most famous and and the, the other thing is horse racing isn't a fucking sport it's not a fucking sport it's a vehicle for gambling Gamble on your fucking own lives. Like, it's so stupid. Uh, nobody goes to watch horse racing and is like, damn, I really like the fucking artistry, the athleticism of this horse. Nobody's fucking doing that. Maybe a horse aficionado is doing that. Hmm. All right. as, as someone who has not followed horse racing at all whatsoever, I, I have no opinion on it. It's so. more, I, I don't know how big it is in America, but it's huge in Australia. No, it's, it's, it's huge massive. here too, but... I, it's huge, but I don't follow it. And I know gambling is a big part of it, but I just don't follow it at all. So I have no idea how many people watching it are just like huge DJs, and how many of them are, you know, the purists. So who, so who knows? I don't think purists exist in a sport like that. And if you exist as a purist in that sport, uh, probably should check yourself. So, so my suggestion here was that, so because I actually think that the concept of the event is pretty interesting. But uh, it's very, very outdated. So I, I was thinking, why don't they just update it for the modern times? So like I said, it's fencing, so, fencing, swimming, riding, shooting, running. So swimming, shooting, running, still relevant. If you were like a soldier, you know, trapped at enemy lines, you would still need, you know, you might need swimming. You definitely need shooting. You definitely need running. But riding and fencing, not so, not so relevant anymore. So my, my suggestion is replace riding with evasive driving. Or, or some kind of like car car sport whatever what's I, the I don't difference know. right hmm? what's the difference well, because the thing about like car sports is technically like unless you hang on are we still what about bringing back esports no i'm joking <laughs> esports into yeah. the olympics no but the thing is right like with car racing has there ever been any car event in the olympics i don't think there has has there well i mean this this is could be a good this could be a perfect opportunity i mean yeah. So instead instead of horseback riding, get do some sort of thing where it's like I don't know, like you, you can you could do racing, or you could do some kind of you'd probably have to make a new event that you know scores how good you are at, at like stunt driving or evasive driving, or something like that. Whatever whatever you would need to you know get out of a city in a car, and, and that mm-hmm. approximates to that. And instead of fencing, they should just make it MMA. Just just I knew you were gonna make, say MMA. I was gonna agree as well. I, I was gonna bring up MMA if you didn't. I, I really like this because I really like but, it because in, in this new regime, you would need such ridiculously varied skills. It's just like five completely almost, I guess swimming and running are the most similar ones because at least your cardio sort of like carries over. But besides that, it's just like five ridiculously different things. And I, and I, I just love the concept of it. Yeah. So, so is, are they equally scored? 
you know? Um, I've, never, I've never watched the pentathlon, to be honest. I did not read the Wikipedia article closely enough to know if they equally scored, but I'm going to assume so. Yeah, so if they're equally scored, <coughs> sorry, I'll just... Maybe, maybe it's like Strongman, where it's your relative... Whatever. I, you know what? I'm just going to assume it's like Strongman, and it's your relative rank in, in everyone. Just, just yeah. going to assume. By the way, incorrectly, without doing any research. Up, you should go back, watch the Rogue Invitational highlights. It's really good. Strongman contest. All right. All right, I will. Um, I shall. Wax's favorite, um, sadly, got injured in the first event. So, But it was, yes. in general, a very good event. Um, yes. But yeah. Uh, as, as, so in the modern pentathlon, those are my suggestions. Like, what, would, what would you like to see? You, you I think, think the, my suggestions are good? I think they were pretty good. So you kept... Oh yeah, let me just go back to the list. You kept swimming. You kept running. And you kept just, shooting. And you shooting, Shoot, shooting, right? shooting, has, shooting has remained very relevant, I yeah. would say. It might, it might I, be the I most relevant. I feel like relevant. whatever um, format they're doing, though, I, is not quite the same as modern shooting. Honest, honestly, they, they could replace all five with five different kinds of shooting, and that would probably be more relevant to escaping you know, enemy lines, to be honest. It could just be five kinds of shooting, or maybe four kinds of shooting and running, to be honest. But... You know, in, in the interest of making this a uh, Olympic sport. Yeah. So uh, the, the only question I have is the riding one, and hmm, it's a it's a difficult one if you want to keep. Uh, well, that's why I said cars. That's why I said we should do like some sort of like driving. Yeah, but one. if you want to come keep that kind of theme, right? Then the car is the option, other than cycling, which is the one they're talking about. Hmm, I don't know if I can think of something like th- those are the options, right? Cycling, riding a horse, or, or driving a car. You know, it'd be I mean, more interesting. Even... A motorbike. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. BMX. Motorbike is better yeah. than car, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, motorcycles or like BMX bikes. Those yeah. would be pretty cool. I think. Well, BMX biking is already Olympic, so that would be easier to put. That would be easier mm-hmm. to to put in. I think BMX yeah. isn't Olympics, right? It is. I, I think it, it is. was. I don't know if they've removed it or whatever. Uh, some of those mm-hmm. sports they they get put in and out. Based on the home country of the Olympics and how yeah. popular well, regar- sports are, yeah. But regardless, we need we need a combat sport that's cooler than fencing. So, <laughs> yeah, Remove. you know, I watched fencing, thinking it would be cool, but it was ba- trash. It was so boring. Oh, they made it so bad. They made it so bad. Yeah. Sorry. Remove keep- the mounts. All right, <laughs> we can keep the racing, but we're removing the mounts, the horses, the cars, the uh, motorcycles, or whatever. Cycling, take it out. Drone racing. Oh, interesting. You know what? He has a point. That's the future of the, the pentathlon f- race. Drone r- racing. Yeah. Interesting. I like that one. I was going to say rally cross when you said cars. Uh, because they like the Olympics already does their like X Games partnership. I think that's still a thing. And X Games has rally cross in it with the head to head. Rally car race thing, but then I was like, yeah. "No, nah, drone racing much better." You know what? If, if if we're going with the whole war theme, I think drone racing has to be it. Or tank right. race. What if we get tank racing? <laughs> eh. And and I, contact I is allowed. <laughs> <laughs> weapons are allowed too. Like you can use whatever weapons are on your tank. So you have to decide between lightness and arsenal. I mean, this actually makes me want like the U.S. Army to just hold their own Olympics, which is like completely irrelevant from this. It should like, just like be the, like uh, Commonwealth Games. 
yeah, it's like who's the, who's the best at like at doing warry kill people shit. That, that would, like, people will watch that shit. That'd be like a good recruiting tool for for the U.S. Army rather than these I'm shitty sure commercials they would. that show I'm up. Sure they would. And they can stream it live on Twitch. I'm not giving these guys ideas. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> they already stream on yeah. Twitch anyway, so it's not. Like it's I know. Idea. I know. Exactly. Exactly. There was like that big um, uproar about that and how how legal it was. Like I remember the exact situation there. I, I I have no no compunction against uh, giving them ideas. Like if they had like some sort of like event that were like the, all the commandos competed, where it's like okay now now you're doing sniping, now you're doing this obstacle course, now you're doing this demolition course. Now like whatever you think looks cool and impressionable to kids, and you just show a competition between like your your top soldiers doing it, and you just stream it or you broadcast it wherever. I feel like that would be that would be like a good recruiting tool because like I because you'd be showing real people. Yeah. What what shooting real people? Hang on, say that again. No, 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 no. Real people competing. Like, oh, okay. People. Sorry, I misheard that. I was like, huh? I think he said showing real people. Showing, I, yeah, I showing, shooting. Yeah, showing real people. <laughs> My bad. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, I, th- I think you know how they do those war games. They should just record those and like upload them to YouTube as a highlights package. <laughs> they do. They do. Don't they, they do? I, I don't know. I, I feel like all of those like military parades that like China and Russia and North Korea do, like they're all like they all get a shit ton of views, man. People like have a military fetish. Yeah, I, I, I we have talked about military fetish, um, restaurants uh, a couple times. <laughs> Some right. Nazi military fetish. No, that's 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 a fashion fetish. Never mind. No, no, but there was all also right. the uh, the what's it called. The restaurant. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 the, ca- oh, the cafe. Mean, not the, yeah, the, the Nazi cafe. cafe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that's just that's just them liking the style. That that I wouldn't call that military fetish. That's 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 them liking uh liking the the very very stylish Nazi uniforms, even though uh it <laughs> it's in bad taste. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I'll I'll introduce the next one. And Speaking of again. bad taste or potential bad taste, potato chips, chips, yeah, potato chips with stick-resistant powder, developed by Japanese manufacturers Kalbi and Tokyo Banana. So what happened right. here is essentially the stickiness of of um, potato chips, which we're all aware of. Um, we've been trying to get find a way to have. You know, unstained hands, unstained hands for using on keyboard controller, and it looks like potentially, Kalbi and Tokyo Banana have ha- have had it done. They've made it get done. What do you think, Wax? So I tried to read this article to find out like what exactly this tech was. So is it out? Yeah, yeah, it's out. It's out. It's out. So so so, so oh, let me just I'll read taste you. Yeah, yeah. So, so go. Well, apparently it's very hard to come by. According to this article, it's it's like sold out already. Tokyo banana is expensive in general. Okay. Uh, well, let's get back to Tokyo banana later. But um, so in, in, in any case, uh, for, for for what I read in this article, basically, it's not so much a tech word that like changes the dust because obviously, how could you make dust not stick? It's just like they're they found a way to maintain the flavor of a chip that doesn't require you to have so much fucking like flavoring powder on it. So that's what it seems like. It sounds like from what I read in this article, 
they they made thicker chips and they found a way to integrate the flavor that would usually be in the seasoning powder into the chips rather than having it all coated on the outside. So that so that that's what this uh, magical new tech sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I would say yes, that's obvious. Like that's the obvious solution. Like like, I'll, I'll, like I don't think it's like revolutionary. But yes, that's obviously that's an obvious solution, and I completely approve of it. If you can somehow bake all of that powders, those powdered ingredients inside the chip itself, so you don't have to get all in on your fingers, then yes, I'm all for it, and I hope they make it affordable, and I hope they make it an industry standard very soon. So hang on, hang on, hang on. you are pro this idea. Yeah, I am. I'm pro. I am pro the uh, this idea because like so, I, I was I was going to ask you so. Uh, I, I, I was going to ask you for the sake of asking because I feel like uh, I actually throw the question out there, but I feel like the answer is going to be the same. Is having potato chip dust all over your hands an intrinsic part of the potato chip eating experience? See, is here's the thing. I, I think it is I, for I, some chips. Uh, okay, okay, go, okay, go on. I, I, I'm so I'm going to say no. I don't think it's intrinsic at all. I think it's a hindrance. It's a hindrance. It's an annoyance. It's a unfortunate byproduct in most cases but but tell but tell me your view first of all I'll preface this with recently i bought a keyboard that has beige keys which means eating at the at the keyboard or at the computer has been a challenge and i've resolved that by eating with chopsticks half the time great great strategy um so i will say it has been a problem personally for me the whole not just chips but other snacks like popcorn or whatever has been a problem personally for me but here's the thing I feel like there are some chips where it doesn't matter, right? Like, say, kettle brand chips, like kettle style chips, where, you know, it's a relatively thinly cut chip. Uh, let's say uh, sweet chili is my most common flavor. Let's get let's say that one. I don't think the, you know, the feeling of, you know, grime or powder on your hands is a plus. But, you know, it could be considered a plus for some people. But I think some things like Burger Rings, Cheetos, I think the powder is part of the experience, man. Like having the powder in your fingers, just you know, licking your finger, the powder off your finger, the condensed toxicity of it just going straight down your throat. There at the end, it's like a, it's like the snack after the snack. It's an after snack. You know that once you finish this Cheeto packet, you have another snack coming. It's waiting on your fingers, ready to be consumed. That's part of the you experience, in my opinion. I I I think so. I agree with you in the sense that I think everyone appreciates the meme. Like everyone loves the meme of like Dorito dust. Like Dorito dust is like such Dorito dust and Mountain Dew is such a gamer meme, and it's it's overdone. And even though it's overdone, I still find it funny every time it's used. So I think that I think that's not how it is. Everyone likes the idea of it, but when they have to deal with so everyone likes the idea of like portraying a gamer with Cheeto dust all over their hands or Doritos all over their hands. But no one wants to actually be that gamer, so I'm gonna say that I will gladly like just be rid of this idea. It's it's a, it was a funny meme of its time. It's gonna be a dated meme of like you know the the pre 2020s. But once we move into this new future where we have better chip tech, no one is actually gonna have to deal with the real life inconvenience of having you know like chip dust on their hands ever again. Yeah, no, what uh, I can see the I can see the theory, but I I still think. For some certain chips, do you guys have burger rings? Do you know what burger rings are? No, I think it must be it must be an Australian thing. Anyways, it's it's I guess it's similar to Cheetos. I don't actually know what flavor it is. It's some sort of barbecue flavor. They're made in rings. 
it looks like, like an I, onion I ring. It looks like an onion ring, but it has like powder on it. Yeah, it's t- but it tastes like barbecue, barbecue flavor chips. Um, that I don't have it very often because I'm not the biggest biggest fan. I, I like it; it's pretty good. But there are other chips on my list. Um, it, it probably has like uh, like like some some form of concentrated beef powder in it, doesn't it? Probably. Uh, but for that one, I would say the experience is only improved by the powder on your fingers, licking the powder on your, off your fingers afterwards i think that's a really important part of it i will argue against it by the way the flavors these, these flavors are such japanese flavors it's incredible have you looked at the flavors yes uh well, well you, you you read them whatever All right, so the first one is dried bonito fish and kelp okay <laughs> the next one is shellfish broth and sea lettuce what the fuck is sea lettuce i feel like that's gotta be a bad translation uh, i might be Alright, whatever. Japanese no, pepper and miso. Japanese pepper and miso. No, that one. That one I could get around. Beef broth and was well, beef broth and wasabi. They all sound good, to be honest. They all they all sound really good. So I'm not gonna I'm not complaining about the flavors, not at all. Is that just spicy barbecue beef broth? Is that what that is? No beef. You know what a bro- you know what a broth is. I know, duh. But I'm saying the flavor is it just gonna taste like spicy barbecue? It's just gonna be, yeah. It's just gonna have like some whatever, like you know, this beef bouillon uh, cube flavor and some wasabi. Yeah, okay. I don't know why they have barbecued it. Okay. In any case, Keith, what what are your thoughts on chip culture? All right, never mind. Uh, my my chip culture as far as dust goes. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you think it's like a, a intrinsic sort of like indelible part of eating chips, or would you be glad to see it go? Um, if the flavor of the chip remains the same, I would be unbothered by not having dusted fingertips. But it has to be Um, 100% the same. All right. I'm going to go with Keith here because I would like to be able to eat chips while gaming without getting shit on the keyboard. And by the way, I have a, I have a black keyboard for this exact reason. Like if I, I don't know who the, who's buying white keyboards here. Keith adds like who who seriously like I that that that's just just that's just a newbie move to buy a white keyboard. Come on. You know what? I, I was go- so here's the thing. I bought my exact same keyboard, but for some reason they didn't sell the black one anymore. So I just had to get the beige and gray one. And I thought I was gonna switch back the keys to the because I kept the old keyboard. The old keyboard died. This, only the space bar died, which happens to be the most fucking important key in the fucking keyboard. Anyways, um, so yeah, so basically what I did was I uh, was gonna replace them with the black keys. But then I looked at it and it looks really good. Like it looks really clean. And there has been some teething issues, but you know what? I actually really like it. I like the fact that it's not pure white as well. It's kind of like an off white thing. I think if it was pure white, I would have definitely changed. Yeah. All right. The, the next, the next thing they gotta do is is invent noodles that don't like splatter uh, the 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 soup the soup onto your monitor when you're when you're having it. They gotta get on that one next. Yeah. So, so do you think it's do you think they've done it? By the way, we didn't really ar- argue the point of whether they've done it. Have they done, done it? We've Made done what? chips without the powder. That oh no, this is good. No, the. the no, these are the ones where like, well, we haven't had them yet, so you're you're, you're gonna go there and you're gonna tell us, and they cost a shit fucking ton of money. Yeah, they cost almost go- ten bucks Australian. 
But you're, you're gonna you're gonna tell us. Oh, also, I was gonna ask you, what the fuck is Tokyo Banana? Do they, they make bananas? They make banana flavored things. So Tokyo Banana, um, the, the reason I know Tokyo Banana, they're, they're basically a a shop or like I don't know, I guess they're a shop that um specialize in banana flavored confections. Um, and it's like a it's it's kind of supposed to be like cutesy thing. They have you ever had uh, like the the banana rolls and stuff like that? That they're the most common thing. No banana. Roll nut. Uh, there's like some. <laughs> Do a uh, key sweet. No. The, the sweets that taste like that. Anyways, the reason why I know them is I've tried the Tokyo banana ones. They're all right. But they also made a. They do collabs with like Kit Kat. Kit Kat Tokyo bananas are actually really good. It's one of the best. Um, Wait, and yeah, they're, they're more expensive on average because they're made to be gifts. Okay. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Are they, are they the ones that make like the Kit Kats that are like very weirdly flavored, like the matcha ones, or are they something else? No, no. I'm pretty sure Kit Kat just makes all those themselves, and then they have one special one that's called Tokyo Banana, and it's flavored like oh. Tokyo Banana. So oh, so, so 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 oh, it's very oh. very specifically only only like banana. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Only that one. I, I'm okay, not sure okay, if they I, have I, other collabs with other companies. They might, but that's the one I remember. I looked it up. So, okay, so basically what happened here is that Tokyo Banana is a confectionery company that specializes in banana tasting goods, but they dare to stoop down and lend their food tech engineering expertise so that uh, Kalbi could make a better chip. Okay, I see, I see how it is. With all these Tokyo Banana cats. Anyways. Alright, all right, let's move on to our final topic of the day. Wait, one note. <laughs> Okay. Uh, sea lettuce, um, is just green algae, whereas like seaweed is red algae. Sea lettuce is just green algae. Cool. Did not know that. Uh, according to Wikipedia, real fast, um, sea lettuce is eaten by a number of different sea animals, including manatees and the sea slugs, known as sea hares. Many species of sea lettuce are a food source for humans in Scandinavia, Great Britain, Ireland, China, and Japan. Sea lettuce as a food for humans is eaten raw in salads and cooked in soups. It is high in protein, soluble dietary fiber, and a variety of vitamins and minerals, especially iron. However, contamination with toxic heavy metals at certain sites where it can be collected makes it dangerous for human consumption. And apparently when it rots, it lets off, it produces large quantities of uh, hydrogen sulfide, which is a toxic gas. Okay. 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 So, uh, I, I also was looking up on Wikipedia while Keith was, Keith was talking. Thanks, Keith, for buying time as a skilled producer, <laughs> as a very, very skilled producer should. So, so sea lettuce. Uh, yeah. So basically, Tashima, wakame. These are all types of sea lettuce. So basically, it just means like all the typical, uh, you know, like Japanese seaweeds you eat. It's it's not something that we haven't heard of. Tashima, wakame. It's all that stuff. Okay. Thanks for the uh, science lesson, guys. Oh, sorry, sorry. Ta- ta- tashima is like a Korean word. I, I should have said kombu, sorry. Kombu, yeah. Is yeah. that what it's called in Korea? I've had ko- uh, kombu dashi is the one I usually use. So pretty commonly yeah. Yeah. that one. Okay. All right, works. All right. Last one. The last right, like, Japanese-themed episode, like half yes. our episodes aren't already Japanese-themed. Okay. Yes, and, and I, was, I was so glad this this topic, at least, like, you know, it linked back into, into your real life. But so... A Japanese train driver has sued his company 
over receiving a so this is a whatever he he basically got a, a fine for about like 40 cents us dollars for causing a one minute delay ads you are a uh, you, you many of your friends are trained drivers would bad they would they face this one to add. <laughs> wait i'd be bad train how do you know because sydney trains fucking sucks so there must be bad right. train drivers uh, so just, okay, whatever. So ads, you you know train drivers. Our our listeners know, may, they may not know them in real life, but they they've been affected by MTA train drivers their entire lives. Uh, should should we implement this policy throughout? I have like, I'm assuming this doesn't this does not happen. This 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 not does not happen Dude, in New York City the union, or Sydney. The unions for train drivers, by the way, go the unions. Love the unions. Love their work. In Sydney, trains are so strong. That the government won't dare to fuck with them. Uh, so yeah, to, for people that don't uh, know. But by the way, I was gonna say that even if they did find them, so at this rate, so if you were fined fifty cents per one minute you were late, it would be such, it would be such a it's such a pittance. Well, I mean, I guess it'd be one of those things where it's such a pittance to them individually, but it'll probably amount up to a lot because they're late all the fucking time. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, so it would be crazy to like, you know, get out of, <laughs> I, I've been to class an hour, um, an hour late, an hour late, so extreme, a minute late, should I be docked, <laughs> should I be docked, whatever, like a dollar for being late what, for one minute, you know, um, no, it's kind of stupid, I, I think the other thing the guy said was that there's no, there's no overtime for one minute, right, that was something that he said. Oh, so okay. We're going to into the meat of the article now. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. Like the fact that he's arguing because not purely because of the fifty nine cent. Like, he doesn't argue the fact that he was late, right? What did did, did you actually? Oh man, you actually read this. Holy shit! Never mind. Okay, I, I gotta change my change my course now. Did I actually read it? What do you mean I read it? Of course I read it. I always read the stuff that you post. Mm, nah, it's d- d- debatable. <laughs> Any, uh, anyway, I, I yeah, skimmed so. it. I skimmed it. Why? What, did, what were you going to say? Because I, I, I was going to go with the, the very fake news version of this, where I aggregate and say, "Oh no, Japan! They they sued a driver for bringing his train into a station like one minute late." And that's not the case at all. So the story is actually like very very complicated and a little bit interesting. So, uh, but yeah, but you actually read it, so you know you know that I I can't mislead the, the listeners anymore. Yeah, my bad for not. Uh, not my bad to the audience. My bad to Wasp. Uh, 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 okay, okay, so, 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 uh, jump in, so jump what 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 actually happened was that uh, so he was late because they were going to move a train. There, so no one was riding. Like basically, uh, they were supposed to move a train on the back end through the, you know, the infrastructure system, and the driver was waiting on the wrong platform for a train to to arrive. So he had to like you know he he walked over to the other platform where it actually did arrive at to take. So we could take this trade and move it to wherever it had to be, whatever warehouse or storage it had to be. But because he did not wait at the right platform, it caused like a one minute delay. So he, like literally the one minute of time where he was walking over to get the train. And that delay, the company said that, okay, you caused a one minute delay that didn't affect any of the passengers, but it was a delay nonetheless on the back end. It was a delay on our... It's basically like a like a delay on a th- something that's not scheduled. 
that's 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 the thing. Like all these back end things where you you're doing maintenance on the infrastructure, like they're they're not scheduled, but the company basically find them along the principle of uh, uh Jap- Japan's what, what is it? There no work no pay principle, and I don't know if this is a Japanese thing or I don't know if this is only this company's thing. But, but that that's what they find him on principle of. And he's suing them because he's he's just uh he is taking he is contesting like the the, the application of this principle of whether it applies to him when you know customers were not involved. So yeah, that is the actual more factual uh explanation of the situation. Okay, yeah. No customer, no customers were just... involved. It, it was basically a one minute delay in some sort of back of you know back of the scenes like warehouse shit and uh yeah there it is yeah so i just want to say um despite our seemingly pro japan angle i just want to say for people who don't know i don't know how you missed it japan's work culture isn't that healthy and if i had to experience japan's work culture as an insider rather than as a foreigner i probably wouldn't have gone to to live there you know what i mean but i i, I have the advantage you know some people would argue unfair advantage of being a foreigner and therefore for whatever reason i just i'm not expected to, <laughs> i'm not expected to do the same thing that a japanese person would do even is, in is, that what the, is that what the discord says that's what the discord the discord tells you that from the uh, expat well, discord yeah um but in general like i've just read like other people i, I know some people who've said that um if it's been like you know Every, the, the common phrase is every situation is different, right? Um, but for, for the most part, like, you know, there, there are things that are just going to happen where you can just get out of it. Just p- people aren't going to tell you just because you're a foreigner, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. But the, but the trade the trade off is you'll never be a true insider either. Yeah. That, that is obviously the trade off, um, which, you know, if you can't really accept that in your heart of hearts, then you're going to have a hard problem. And I think that's one of the problems that people who go on this program the jet program have of like feeling yeah, like an but, outsider but you but that's you, you're different you're gonna try your best to become treated as an insider to break into this yeah culture. so i can break the final barriers <laughs> of the japanese uh royal family and we will save we'll, we'll, we'll free them of monarchy just like australia should be freed of monarchy fuck the queen Okay. Uh, what, was, what was I saying again? What was what was the topic? Oh yeah. So I just want to say that the, <laughs> back to back to what I was saying. So yeah, Japan work environment not that good. Um, if you were like thinking of working for a Japanese company, try and work for the Japanese company's Australia division or American division or whatever. You know what I mean, try and work. So in terms of work life balance, the West definitely has that one. Uh, the trade off is obviously Japan's trains have like an ungodly reputation for timeliness uh, but would i trade hypothetically a one percent less accurate train station like a train system for you know better treatment of workers yeah i'd, I'd be willing to trade that maybe some other people wouldn't be but again th- these things I'm, I'm i'm portraying these things as so binary and so like one plus one equals two but that's not how it works obviously I don't know. I, I, I feel, feel like for this the, guy. I'm with the train driver, mm-hmm. dude. Are you with the train driver, dude? 
Yes. Well, I, I, I'm with the train driver dude in the, because I know the details details of the case. Like, like when I get rid of my fake news veneer, like I, the details are it's it was basically like a warehouse shift. It's like oh, my, you know, the forklift driver made a wrong turn, and now you're finding the forklift driver for putting this thing in a wrong place. And ultimately, it wasn't gonna like you know affect the delivery of products to customers. So I agree in this case, but but I I sort of uh, I like Jeff. Like the culture once it actually affects the customers. I, I feel like this kind of like I don't I don't expect it to be like so draconian as Japan where they're expected to be accurate within a minute. But you know, this kind of accountability would be nice in other countries where, you know, chronic lateness has Fuck become the norm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. Like so from what the details I've read in this case, this just seems like them being overly finicky and enforcing rules basically enforcing rules to the letter of the law just to fuck over this guy and just to teach him a lesson. And, 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 and that's why he sued. I guess, cause he's not just suing for 50 cents. He's also suing for emotional damages on top of that. So the, the 50 cents he's suing for is that that's sort of the principle of the case, but the, uh, he's also suing for something around like $20,000 worth of emotional damages or, you know, whatever you call it in legal, in legalese, some, some kind of damages. Mm-hmm. Because he's saying it was it was unfair. Like like like, why are you suing me over this bullshit? Because it's because you know you want to make a point. You want to make an example out of me. Yeah. So so I, mean, I so I, I I agree with him in that sense. But I also think that establishing a culture where you know like uh, being on time is good. That that's also you know it's valuable. So yeah, I want I want the best of both things. As most people, I want it. To, I want everything uh, every way. Yeah. Um. Uh, this guy just this story reminds me of. I don't know if I can't remember if we discussed on the pod, but remember that Seven Eleven dude, that whole Seven Eleven mm-hmm. dude's issue. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah so yeah, people yeah. don't know the Seven Eleven dude who wanted to take a break on Christmas and close his Seven Eleven, and Seven Eleven has a historical approach to being twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days every single day, and they went through the whole um, legal issues, and Seven Eleven basically castrated him from the. From the business, and then yeah, the, I don't actually know what's going on. I'm pretty sure it's it's done now. It's yeah, like, basically, basically, what happened was was like a Seven Eleven franchisee wanted to run his franchise a little bit more according to his lifestyle, and Seven Eleven was like, "No, nah, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that." And then it it, it pushed him the shove, and they made a Seven Eleven right next to his. Yeah, <laughs> they they literally very, came and like, yeah, yes. very uh, unlucky. Yes. And they were like, you know what? If, if you're not going to run a 7-Eleven the way we want you to run it, we're going to build a new 7-Eleven directly next to yours that runs along our corporate policy that we think conforms to our rules and customer service. I mean, like, the counterpoint to that was obviously, you know, you signed the contract, you know what you're signing up for. But that doesn't mean the contracts are so legally binding that they should be ignoring morality. But yeah, anyways. No, no, no. no and I, I, I agree in general. Like the 7-Eleven case is, is bullshit. But uh, like, again, as a consumer, I want all the things to work out in my favor. So I would like <laughs> the, the I like the MTA workers to have good conditions, but I would also like them to be on fucking time. Yeah. Fuck the MTA, MTA go the unions, basically. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Unless you want to say the MTA is the reason why the the union is the reason why the MTA is fucked. In that case, that's a little the bit unions have never been wrong in the history of man. <laughs> never. There's All never right. been one documented case. Show me one documented case. All right. Anyways, yeah. let's go to the <laughs> okay. song recommendations. Um, oh, yeah. 
I'll, I'll actually go first. I'll actually go first this week. It never happens, though. We actually, um, wait. Okay, I just looked at the song recommendations. All right, go, go. So, 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 so all of us knew that we had, we had to bring Japan's theme song. So I think bring a song I suggested already, but if not, whatever. So I'm going to suggest, uh, so this is Dragon Ash. Dragon Ash is a Japanese hip-hop band from the, I mean, they're still active now, I think, but from the 2000s, that's, that's their heyday. And they performed the ending song, the ending credit song to the cult film Battle Royale. It's called Shizukana Hibi no Kaidanmo, which is me, which uh, vaguely means stair, stairs on a quiet day. It's just a Japanese hip hop. It, it's just emblematic of Japanese hip hop from the 2000s, the late 90s. It's a good song. It's very much, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's very original. It, it, you know, like, as with, with, with much hip hop, Asian hip hop at the time, it's very much pulling directly from whatever was popular in the West at the time. But still, it, it's, it's just like a, at worst, I would say it's a good Japanese language version of what you would consider like a, a Western hip hop song of the era. And at best, it's just a, at best it's a really good song. So there we go. Yep. All right, I'll go next. My song is a song by The Strokes. It's called Welcome to Japan. It is, I believe, the intro song. Oh, no, it's not the intro song. I think it was the lead single <laughs> of their 2013 album, Come Down Machine, which, in my opinion, was their return to form. Um, and it's like, it's it's a very, it's a very new style Strokes song, while also really paying homage to the old Strokes of the early 2000s, uh, kind of like the garage rock, more grungy feel to it. I think it's one of their... One of their better newer songs, as far as songs after the year 2010 anyways. So yeah, Welcome to Japan. It's obviously got Japan-themed lyrics, and that's why I've chosen it. All right. And bringing together the East and the, I mean, technically the West. Australia is kind of like (laughs) still the The East. The East and the Southeast. (laughs) It's still over there. It's just down. Uh. Yeah, I got Wagaki Band and Amy Lee of Evanescence uh, collab song called Sakura Rising off their latest album. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's pretty good. It's like a, it's like a mashup, you know, it's got Japanese, it's got English, it's got overlaying vocals. It's got that signature Wagaki Band sound. It's good stuff. I yeah. Sounds good. Sounds Adds- good. You got, any, you got anything else to say, or are you you're going to send us out? I'll send us out. I'll send us out. So, it's been a year. It's been a year. A calendar year, a seasonal year, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's been a year. Thanks for... Oh, by the way, we, we, should, we, should, we, should, we should thank our uh, the people who have donated so far. Let, let, me, let me bring the page up. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. It's a good idea. Well, while Wax does that, I'll... um. I'll I'll plug the the place where you can donate and have your name read out in a year a year's time. <laughs> you know? that, all right, that, that, thank you. Right. Shout outs to Felix, Jason Nelson, Juju, Manny, Felix again. Damn, we have a total of four sponsors, but we love you all. We love, we love you all equally. Well, actually, you know what? We love you proportional to the amount of money you gave, but we we still love you guys. Thank yep. you to our. Our amazing patrons for buying us virtual coffee. Thank you. On and where you can buy us. Ko, what? You can buy us coffee on www. 
coffee. That's ko-fi.com slash the jujus. Uh, thanks for listening again. And Wax won't say it, but I'll say it. If you stuck with us for a whole year, I'm proud of you.